Here we are, lawyer talk, off the record, on the air. We've got uh, the usual crowd, the usual suspects. Jared Blinsky, Big Beard, Little Bill. Ooh, I like that. So we got the lawyer, the biker, the beard. Little, hey. bi- little Bill. Little Billy. <laughs> little Billy. That's what your mom calls you, right? Billy? Yeah. Oh, Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. Especially when she's disappointed. Oh, Billy. So I confess I've not told you what I'm going to bring up because I think, you know, you just deserve a little bit of applause. So, so Big Beard and Little Bill, Jared, they were uh, – they took the reins of a felony trial down there in Fayette County. <laughs> Down there in Fayette County, I, I'm like we're we're humble people here. Are we really going to yeah. talk about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, now we're just going to give you a little congratulations on the air because I think uh, you know so often nobody even knows when you win. No, no, we won. You won. So uh, there's that experience. Well, you tell there's that experience. That there's that moment that you have now felt. Yeah. As you hear, you see the little light go on. If you're watching the jury room, you see the little. Uh, or somebody comes and says, "Hey, verdict! Time to go in." Mm-hmm. And then there's this there's yeah. this surreal moment that anybody who has tried a slows, criminal case slows down. Everything slows down. It's like it's like it's almost impossible to describe. I looked at the client and I was like, <coughs> as it the words come out so slow, you just want to hear the nah, nah, nah. no, you don't want to hear good, <laughs> That's a, that's a bad one because that leads to guilty. Yeah. yeah, but there's this moment when. You walk into the courtroom, and you guys probably can't even remember what your thought was as you're approaching your table with all your stuff out, and you, you sit down. It's like that just sort of happens. You find yourself sitting at the table, standing, waiting on the judge to come in, and then he announces that there's been a verdict, and, all right, bailiff, go get the jury. Bring him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you watch him come in. You just watch him one by one. And I, I, I can't look at him anymore. You don't look at him. I, I was, can't. I was wondering. He did. I mean, Bill you, did. I, I couldn't. I told him right now. I can't even look at him. My I, I last year. I looked at him, and I think I, I even whispered to Jeff. You told me I, he was not I, guilty. I looked at a couple people, and I whispered to Jeff. I'm like, we're going to get him not guilty. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. If I, was like, the I looked client, at the last one. If I was the client, I would look and shrug my shoulders. I looked <laughs> at the jury. Maybe. I can't even imagine how the feeling at that point. When you were telling me what happened, you were worried about this or that or the other. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have. I was thinking to myself, he's won this case. He doesn't even know it. I was like, you're going to get a knock. I was thinking to myself, you're going to get a knock. That's what you thought? I swear to God, that's what really? I thought. I didn't think for – I just didn't think the case – I just got this philosophy on criminal cases. Overreaching kills the cat, right? It's like whenever there's an overreach by the government – I hate the damn government half the time. Probably more than half the time. <laughs> but when, whenever there's that overreach, whenever they try to go too far, whenever they do it for a cause or champion somebody, in your case, uh, 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 an alleged domestic violence – uh, victim. Not to yeah. say that that is something that uh, to be taken lightly, but no. in this case, it was overblown. Yeah, yeah, and uh, used as a sword, not a shield. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. one of those situations. Yeah. And I just think that <clears throat> I love the jury system because somehow that gets smoked out. Mm-hmm. And you had one of those cases that was like that. You had the case that it just it didn't pass the sniff test. It just seemed like it was too. It was. It just. It, it was contrived. That was a key. So, the yeah. key was the key. Yeah. I think we had fun picking the jury. That was the key. We had a good jury. We, we had a good. We we worked well together picking because we we sat down that morning and got a little panic because it, it wasn't the jury lineup that we wanted as far right. as age and folks and experiences and 
and we found a couple here Except and there. And I'm like, card. man, we're never. The only good news is it's it started. For some reason, the few that we did want started on the in the in the twelve. Yeah, that was nice. So it it, it, it wasn't like they were way in the back that we would never get to them as we you know yeah, dismiss jurors. This, this, this is the kind of stuff that I don't think most people quite understand. They say, well, when are you picking the jury? And I think a lot of people. I've had a lot of people tell me, well, when do you, you start the jury trial? I mean, they they think that means the jury's already been selected and you're just going to show up. Mm-hmm. We get to ask them questions at them being the jurors yeah. of what they, you know, Hey, you're going to give me a fair trial. Or are you going to do this? Are you going to do And uh, so you, you, the client actually gets to watch the jury selection happen and you get to know these people sort of intimately. Yeah. And, and a lot of times you're just watching, like I, I've had many trials where I watched the same individual, one woman in particular trial. I remember I just thought she freaking hates my I know. guts. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't like I had a couple of those look. thoughts. My pants must be too tight. Something's not working because she does not like me. And then at the end of the day, she comes up and hugs me. Yeah. Hmm. It's always like that. You just don't. There was this, there was this farmer. I always saw him as a farmer because I think he had um, overalls overalls on. And I don't know if you noticed, but he didn't look at me during the close. He was looking up at the ceiling and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, man, dude, they they don't believe a word I'm saying. And then I started watching him with the prosecutor. He's doing the same thing. I was like, well, (laughs) I don't know. It's just it's so weird having those thoughts. Like, is he with me? Is she with me? Well, I need one. It's just I'm glad we did that in Fayette County. And it's interesting because. There was, I think, 22 in the jury pool, only 22. Yeah, because they have a lot of people that don't show up. And a lot of I think people don't request. show up. And we asked, well, what if we, you know, we're not a jurors for some reason. He said, yeah, we'll just talisman. go across the street the and go to the, uh, Can you believe go, that? go to the deli. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, I've been in the situation. The cop would just go across the street and be like, hey, you're having breakfast. You're, now you are on jury duty. You can't go to your job. We'll give you notice. Come on in because we don't have enough jurors. There, there are talisman Crazy. rules out there. You can go Shanghai people out the streets. Now, I've, I've been involved in this before. Where we were going to do that, and it was up in Delaware County, and I got I dug into the research, but it runs afoul of different things. Like they're supposed to, there's like published ways they're supposed to pick the jury pool through voting records, etc. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that, you can easily go sideways of those procedures and rules. So you've always got you've always got objections in your back pocket. It's one of those that you have to research every time because you forget it because it happens twice in your life. But yeah, that's happened where they were like, I was like, talisman? What the hell is that? I'm going to go get somebody <laughs> at the freaking deli and they're going to be on my jury? It's like, can I talk to him first at least? Can I just say There's it? this guy in, in Westerville at this advanced vapor store named Jared. He'd be happy to volunteer. <laughs> Bring him can on. I, can, I, can I volunteer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't? No, you can't volunteer. I mean, no, I mean – would whatever re- as a felon you are out the door yeah. as another one of those sort of yeah. those those I silent I'd love to have you, your open mindedness well i mean what does it really matter it's odd that it's like this because it used to be if if now i can vote if yeah voting everybody thinks you can't vote but you can, I can vote yeah so and i do it's interesting it used to be that a felony um i'm, I'm going way back into my medieval history they would actually burn uh, the story goes like you they would they would You'd get a tattoo, a burn, or something on your hand. You hold that right hand, mm-hmm. and be an F for a felony or something like that. Or at least that's a, that's a tail right? type stuff. And that way, I mean, it, it it's such a big deal. I don't mean to beat you up here, but it's like it's such a big deal <laughs> in society that the, for it's felony convictions. I wish now, we had that camera on. The problem is, is that now we have created felonies out of so many things mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. that are that don't really yeah. relate. So, look, growing pot. How does that make you any less reliable as a juror? How does that make you any less credible as a person? How does it make you? But yeah. that's what we say it is. That's just how it rolls. Yeah. You'd be the foreman probably in a drug case. You probably, look, I know how to grow pot. This guy didn't do this. I'll be the foreman of this jury. 
I would probably be able to maybe sniff out <coughs> truths and lies that are being told yeah. from somebody. Be yeah. like, nah, he never did that. Nobody yeah. does that. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. whitewashing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's full of it. I might not be good for you. I might be, maybe. you know, I mean, to a I point, know. I might be, I might be bad for the defense. It, yeah. it, it, that's the point. Isn't though. that interesting? It, it doesn't, You're it doesn't, admitting, yeah, that it doesn't, you may be good for the prosecutor. It, yes, it yeah. doesn't really influence. I don't think your ability at all. Whether you haven't been. The magic thing called felony in your life has not changed your ability to be a juror. Yeah. As but before you'd been the same person, maybe even better now as a juror or better as a felon. I, I think the weirdest thing about the jury system that I experienced—I mean, we experienced the other day—was I was kicking people off based on how they looked. Yeah, I mean, you kind of. I mean, we there were some, there were some people that came up that I just saw how they. Uh, well, I saw that I read their body language. I read they weren't really attentive in raising their hand to our questions and things like that. Like the last one we booted. Yeah. She had just stepped into the jury box. I was like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. She didn't want to be that there. many, many yeah. times. And yeah. here's, what's, here's what's interesting. It belies your philosophy because like the woman that I thought hated me the whole time ended up loving it, it's, me. And that's what's hard and about it. It's like they may be on the read was completely, yeah. completely You got to go wrong. with your gut. And it's been the opposite where I thought somebody's on my side and they're just like – you can just afterwards. They, they didn't give me the time oh, of day, yeah. and, and that yeah, was it. See, we right voted it. for you, but we hated you. You know, yeah, sort yeah. of one of those things. But the felony thing is a really interesting. I, it's like when you brought that up. That's a that's a. I have not contemplated that. I don't know ever, but it's always asked. There are certain four cause we mm-hmm. call them exclusions for jurors. One of one would be like if you if you're related to one of the litigants, or if if um, you're a witness in the case. Uh, or who knows, something like that. Yeah. Those are obvious. But then you get into, like, has anybody ever been convicted of a felony? And you hung out, yes. like, with the attorney's sister at you know, the parents' house Like, if you knew his sister like and fixed their knife. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> but, uh, the, and now what's interesting is, like, I can sort of see why that might have been a big deal back in the, like, trial by jury day or trial by jury fire. or, or Trial by fire. Way back in the old days of medieval England <laughs> and France. Because having a felony conviction was they, it was like anti God and you would mm. you're not credible and there's all these things. But now this is my analogy to the sex offender list. I think that's a very valuable thing on on some philosophical level. But they're putting so many people on it that don't need to be on it that shouldn't be on it that the list is diluted in and of itself and it becomes less reliable as a whole. So to say yeah. everybody with a felony can't be a good juror is to cut out a very viable portion of the population that could be great jurors. I mean, it's sort of stupid. Mm. Um, see, this is where people are coming up bleeding heart, but then I. Well, we ask jurors to bring their experiences, their their, you know, the things they've done in their lives, their uh, beliefs. We ask them to bring all those things to the table. Well, that is part of you now. So why do we, why do we, you know, cast aside people that have those experiences that may mean that they were charged with it with a crime? How is that any different than anybody else's experience? Yeah. I mean, in fact, it may it may give him more insight. And it's funny because you just said you might not be good for us, but a prosecutor's be thinking, "I ain't gonna put that jackass on my jury, man." He'd been oh, he'd beat you in a heartbeat. If that's but here you process. are. It's yeah. like oh, in a second, we yeah. want me. He hasn't listened to the. But it was like you crimes. said, she hugged you. You didn't know that it was good for yeah. you, right? Like but for instance, he, we had a we had a juror that openly admitted she had been the victim of domestic violence. Yeah. Openly admitted, she thought she could be fair and impartial. She actually had a pretty good response. We debated she did, because we she debated. said. Honestly, I think I'm the best juror for this situation because I can see both sides of these circumstances. She can see the BS, right? Yeah. So she knows the we BS. We ended up booting her, but. But, well, you guys had a great, I mean, that, that case, that I think it was there was some overreaching. There was all these other problems. But here's the thing is when you're trying these cases 
there is no such thing as the sure thing. You just never, I have never, I've never felt at the end of a closing argument, I got that one in the bag. Right. I've right. never felt that. And yeah. everybody else in the courtroom at times said, oh, you won this for sure. I'm like, are you free? Did you see the same case I just saw? Damn it. I mean, I don't think that at all. The OVI lost. That's what the prosecutor told me. Yeah. Yeah, great job. I, don't, I think they'll find him not guilty. Guilty. It's like, you just don't know, man. And this is why clients, I get this all the time. How many cases you, how many trials you win? You ever won trials yeah. like this? And I'm like, man, I, I look at people and I'm like, I don't even want to tell you that. Man. You, may, you may have even asked me that question or Shorty or somebody early on. I think the... Because there's been so many trials I've had that I walked out of there thinking, there's no way in hell I should have won that case. It just, look, I mean, the guy was guilty as the day is long. Uh, The evidence was there. It was overwhelming. But somehow we won. We found a strategy that would win. And there are cases the other way where I was like, this is absolute bullshit. We should not have lost this case. This jury got it wrong. And I lose sleep for days Mm -hmm. and days and days and days. That's the worst. And uh, what's the old Matthew McConaughey line? The innocent are the hardest to defend because you can't lose. I've always said that. People yeah. are like, "How do you defend those dirt balls?" I was like, yeah. "Look, the people who are guilty, it, it, like on some level, it's easier, right? It's easier yeah. because there's less. It's like it's there's pressure that you don't yeah. have because they're not. Uh, which I don't know if is, is necessarily fair either. But if you, if you're going to look at it from that angle, how do you defend the those guilty people? It's like. Well, how do you defend the not guilty people yeah. who've been wrongfully accused? I mean, that's the better question. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's the harder question. And to say that, uh, look, I mean, your guy's guilty. How can you do that job? It's like, all right. When I sat in with you guys on the test jury that you did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember how you would just tease us with we, we wouldn't get the full bid. You're just laying it out to us. And then you're asking us questions like, well, do you think this would – who who was it? What what race was it? Because we weren't told right off there. We had yeah. to guess. And I remember the very beginning, all of all of us were guilty, guilty, guilty. And then about halfway through, things changed. Once we got more information, and the more that we got from the beginning to where I was like, oh, this is this is this guy's this guy that Steve's representative. He's he did it. He yeah. did it right. By yeah. the time I left, and it was just with you laying out facts. You know, it wasn't yeah. going too much farther on that, just laying out information. Once I got the full story, I was like, oh, hold Because there was twists. Yeah. yeah. They kept coming in. There was twists. I always and, do. And I was like, oh, okay. The, the voir dires I've done, I always usually throw in, and I did it in this one, too. The cop. The co- yeah. cop in the car example, almost yeah. always. You know, I say, look, we pass judgments on people. Whether you like it or not, when you walked in, I looked at how you were dressed. I looked at what you were doing. I looked who you were talking to. I looked... You know, just your, your body language. I judged you whether I want to admit that out loud or not, but I'm going to admit it because I think you're sitting there thinking things about me too, whether it's my beard or what, where I'm from or what I, how I'm defending people or what my job is. You're making judgments whether you want to admit it or not. Let's give you an example. You're driving to work, and you see a police car parked behind another car, and the lights are on. What are you thinking? Come on, raise your hands. I don't want to pick on anybody. Raise your hands. Come on. Everybody's thinking the same thing. What are you thinking? young lady raise her hand he's speeding absolutely right right you didn't get to that yet but you made a judgment call said he's speeding but as you pass you notice both of them are standing with the hood up they're looking under the hood at the engine now what do you think you know just because you waited and get learned a little bit blooper motor (laughs) there you go (laughs) just because you learned a little bit more now you you've seen a full picture here that's how this trial is going to unfold i don't get to early on present evidence that's their burden they're yes. going to present the evidence. 
but I'm going to have my turn too. And my cross examinations are going to be, are going to be evidence too. It's like, so what I want you to do is wait till that full picture is there before you start thinking he's guilty. He's guilty. He's guilty. Cause it's human nature to do that. You well, know what I mean? well, what's interesting here is, is that a lot of lawyers, criminal lawyers, people have been doing it forever. They take a different approach at it. I don't think you can just ignore that fact that, and Jared, you just brought it up. We do these focus groups when we prepare for trial and you were on one. And what we do is the first thing, the, the focus group isn't like they don't get to sit through a whole trial with testimony, but we deliver incrementally different mm-hmm. tidbits of information and just have everybody tell us what they're thinking. We wrote on a on a blank piece of paper on the wall, defendant, uh, f- 35 years old, victim, 13 years old. And immediately we mm-hmm. said, now everybody – Vote guilty, guilty, guilty. scumball, Gross. asshole, yeah. dirtbag, yeah. disgusting, rotten, cut his nuts off, and that yeah. we went around the room. As as more pieces of paper started laying out, and and we started going through, it was it was it was very neat. Uh, I, I'm very glad that I participated in it. There were a lot of stories that people I've never met before started coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, individually, it it became a very emotional. We weren't really trying to case, but people started talking about things that happened in their lives. Things there were just things that were brought up to where we were debating each other. Why do you think that? He feel that, and then somebody would have a, a pinpointed uh, view, and somebody else would be like, "Well, let me tell you a little story about me." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me a little tell you a little story of what's happened mm-hmm. to me. And a lot of ways, that's what happens in that jury, jury room. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, Jeff, what you did on that voir dire is so important to do. But, I look, I, I don't believe in, in games and trickery and everything else and trying to try to get people to say something that they're not really thinking. I mean, I think you just got to lay it out. So like, look, let's face it. I'm here. I'm a defense lawyer. Yeah. yeah. We talked a lot this about This guy's yeah. here. He's yeah. a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. There's cops. This guy's sitting over here next to me. They call him defendant. It's like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who here is not thinking? What did this asshole do? Yeah, yeah. you know. And I don't think it's I don't <laughs> think it's a bad trial strategy to to just say it, throw it on a table because that's what everybody's thinking anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm, uh, this focus group, I may use in my next voir dire because everybody says guilty, but then ten minutes later, everybody says not guilty. The very next day, I saw my mother, and I kind of gave her the rundown. And I did it to the best that I could from start to finish of what we went through. And at very first, as I laid down, like you said, and she looked, she was like, Steve was defending him. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was the like, first one. That was, that was first, her first thing first right there. Thing. She was Not just doing any like, other nothing, no, nothing else. She's yeah. like, Steve was defending him. I actually, yeah. I'm feeling a little... That hurts a little bit, man. But I don't now, know what think of that. But now, but then as I started laying more out... Her, her face was not as tight anymore. Yep. Her cheekbones dropped down. Yeah. She was starting to listen. And then as I kept going, then she was like, well, oh, all, well all right. Oh, yeah. oh, well, really? And then by the time I got to the end, but I did the same thing. Yeah. From yeah. the very get, from the very, this defendant, and you laid it, it was like, pfft. Yeah. Steve's defending this guy? Yeah. yeah he's doing yeah. this work for this and, guy. And it's then like, by the end of it, I was like, pfft. Thank God he's got Steve defending Something him. Something not stirring the right. here. Thank yeah. you, thank God that because it, 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 by the end, and, and, it, and it, it was funny how because you would always take the counts and the votes and how it would change, mm-hmm. and and we as a group, you guys stepped aside 
you did the acts where you you you, you did portrayals yeah of of of, the, of of individuals and you showed us photos and but it was just this whole discussion that was amongst the group of us there's what 13 people there something yeah like there that. was 12 13 people 12, 13 people there and just I get people it was it was a session of therapy too because people started opening yeah, up and yeah. telling oh, stories yeah. and yeah, listening in yeah. and talking and yeah. then then that would help us see something else because somebody could see something that I wasn't able to see it and they were able to paint the picture for me in their own walk of life. Yeah. Now, and that's why we do it because we think of angles like, wow, we were really worried about So you would have to think now is Mr. X, you know, jury X and jury B going to coincide. Do you, do you look at it in that way too? A lot of times when we you're do. putting yeah. the team together, like thinking, well, hopefully those two, they might. Sometimes you can't get, sometimes in real time you can't, put all that together but if you see if i've seen conflict or if i've seen uh two people that i think will get along too well i'll kick one of them mm-hmm. you know you just don't want i want independent observation i guess but uh you know it's funny that the focus group it would be it's shocking to me how many trial attorneys particularly criminal defense trial attorneys don't do stuff like that we always we're so cocky and arrogant that we presume that we know everything. I can predict how people will vote. I can predict this. I can. Ugh. And every time I sit through one of those focus groups, and again, this isn't a mock trial where we actually do the trial and get and let people vote. It's like it's it's done so we can really get feedback to develop what not what we think is important, but actually is important. What yeah. people really want to hear. And there's no you don't need any credentials to go participate in it. You just do it. And most attorneys won't do that crap. And it's like, I think there's an ego part of it mm-hmm. where you just, I don't need that. I don't need to do that. Well, I don't see why. I don't see why if, if you, I, I, I just saw how much that could help. It mm. has to help. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was very interesting for me. It was very, it, it gave me knowledge. I learned. I mean, when I walked away from there, I, I gained. I gained a knowledge of how things work, yep. of laydowns, of what you do. Uh, it was it, it was very worth it. But don't think for a second that everybody's doing that. Very few people actually do that, and uh, it's it's really too bad. In fact, we ought to start doing more of that for others who are who are mm-hmm. who are trying to prep trials. But the case you saw, and you participated in, I had my, by I I mean, Bill, Jeff, me, all our team. We had others working on it. All our team had a notion of how to pre- how to present that case. And it was 100% or 180 degrees different than what you guys told us to do. Well, that was at the end. You were like, I can't believe you. You thought that something was going to snag us or that we were going to have a problem with a few different things. And you were like, you guys didn't even care about that. The things we didn't think about, like, well, that's not really important. That's the thing you guys were like, oh, that's important. Well, there was a, in that case, obviously it was a, it was an, an alleged abuse case. And there was another individual that had made an allegation of abuse that turned out to be complete BS. And, um, it, there was this big. Once we got there, it started unfolding. See, so Once you got to that point mm-hmm. and started at, then it was like, oh, another. It just then it was one after another. Then it just got easier and easier. And it seems rudiment. It seems fundamental to you that it got easier, but we were like, we can't let these jurors know that there was another allegation. We can't let them know that because then he looks like he did it twice. He got out of it. And but even irrespective of the fact that he wasn't charged with the other stuff or did the other stuff, but that feedback gave us the the ability to say, "All right, yeah. this is what we call in my world 
an aired out case, right? They, they just need to know it all. Yeah. And don't hide the ball. Don't hide the ball. Trust them with stuff and, that might be bad. Because we all tend to, I, I particularly suffer from, I try to over control, overthink what the juror is going to hear. And that, that was a case where it just needed to be, they needed to hear it all. And uh, that's why those focus groups are valuable. And if you don't do that, and we can't do it on every case, not every case has the budget or, or warrants it or needs it. But if you don't do that on a case like that, you were, it's the equivalent of flying, flying blind with your instruments broken. I mean, you just don't have insight that you absolutely have to have mm-hmm. on what to do. And the other thing is true. Once you finish that, we all, everybody worries about preparing for trial. I mean, look, trial is stressful. I don't care how many I've done. It still stresses me to about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, um, once I get done with that process, I always feel like I'm bulletproof. It's like, all right, I can go try this case. That was a full day. I remember we took a lunch break, which we literally just fixed food. No, there's no we. Somebody brought something catered in that you was fixed far food. from just a basic right. you, sandwich. I don't, what was this? Five, 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 five onion soup. Yeah. Five, five onion soup. Five onion soup. Five onion soup with the with the croutons there, and then I had a. Oh, and we're not talking bad we croutons. Five, five layers. Homemade salad, croutons. Chicken salad croissant and smoked tenderloin croissant sandwich. That's right. And there was a veggie sandwiches too. Yes, because there was vegetarian. We should have been blasting this out before when we had these, because if they know stuff like that's coming, we'll have thirty people in there. You know what we need to do? And I've talked to the guy that uh, that does this with us. He's coming down to do one for us next week. In fact, and uh, we've talked about just setting up a business just to do these things just to put on this production for for lawyers prepping cases but here's the problem i think lawyers are too arrogant i hate lawyers man i mean we're all too arrogant to think we need that kind of help i don't need any help from you i don't need thank, no help thanks I thanks for this. your great little whimsical idea steve right we don't yeah. need you I, i've got this well, that goes back to the basics why don't you try this brisket here my friend <laughs> so you know who needs <laughs> suck them right in you know who you know who the the, the customer is in that the client yeah. Start selling the client. Yeah. The client. Because clients will appreciate the extra effort that is required to do that. We're not God. When we left, that was what me and Shorty said. She was like, we got in the car, and she was like, that's why Steve gets paid what he gets paid. Because he does the job. I mean, I, you know, it was, I could see what you guys had, just for the day that I was there, you guys had to have days where the preparation to talk to random people. I mean, know, I mean, it wasn't. Did what, you just? You know what's interesting that about day? that too is we know about the case, but the key to those, you now know how it works. Bill and I yeah. had not been involved in one of those before that day. The key to that was putting us on the spot too. Like you, when we did up and did our little monologue things, we knew about five minutes before that. Yeah, now you told me that afterwards. Yeah, I was well, scared. They came up like, to us what? and they said, "You got to act like Today, alleged victim. You are this person, and yep. you are this person." And we want yeah. you to go up there and act it out. And that does and two things. I mean, it mimics credibly what the other witnesses will have to do. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. It's like even though somebody knows they may have to testify or not testify, it is an, a, a really, really intense process that you guys had to experience it. But it also puts you automatically thinking differently about the case. And if you have too much time to think it, you overthink it. But you have to automatically come up with it. Think about the case and deliver, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it, it really is effective. It's Eric dropping so. that bomb in the courtroom, act, acting like the client. Acting like the client, right? <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. But that's what leads you to those moments that you guys had when you were you hear they have a verdict. As mm-hmm. a client, you would have to that. I would think that would help you sleep because I mean, you're not sleeping at all. Yeah, you might get a little bit more knowing that your team 
is is orchestrating this and putting it together for you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not just so you weren't clear doing the it people for listening. You, you weren't doing they're it. They're not Jeff. there. You the client's not there. You were doing it yeah. for the client. We're doing it for the client. You know what's interesting though? I have many, many clients who look at me like, why would you need to do that? Yeah, there are Don't you know everything? That. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's an interesting I you know you know us well enough by now. I don't proclaim to know everything. I mean, I far from it. And I I have a lot of insecurities about what to do and how to do it and should this should we do it. So I've just sort of embraced it and said, "Screw it. Let's just go Try stuff and do it and get mm-hmm. and come back. And, and clients look at me sometimes like, well, you should know this already. And I look at them I'm like, look, man, I get results at trial because I don't know this. Yeah. Right? We, we don't know. I can tell you about a case where I didn't have to do this, but it was different than yours. I could tell you about this, but you can check my office. There ain't no crystal balls There's here. no carbon copy on the cases. Yeah. They are, they are all be different. You could have the same judge, the same arresting officers, the same issues. And two different endings. Yep, yep. And that's the, the that's the danger of thinking you're bulletproof doing what we do. Right. That's right. You, you think you got it set and you go in and it's like, they didn't want to hear any of that garbage. And the only way we can find that out is by doing these focus groups like you knew. And then you get, you get to go hear that verdict and it all pays off. Oh, it's like a... When you watch that... When you watch that jury walking in, it's like it's not just the client there. I mean, I, it, look, that's, I can't undersell that for sure. But it's, I mean, that's a huge ordeal for that client. But anybody out there who is thinking, "Wow, oh, they're just lawyers. It's just a job. It's not. I mean, it is a war for us. It is a, it is a, it is a journey through hell at times. I wanted to go to watch the jury's face as they heard what I had heard. I wanted to go and what I wanted to watch in the case, I didn't, didn't make it. And it was, anyhow, I, I was like, I just want to see their facial expressions. Yeah. I, I really wanted to see because I, I'm, it was, it would have been different than where I sat, but I still wanted just to see if I could read their language and, and if yeah. I could follow them. I, yeah. I, I didn't go sit in the courtroom there, but I, was very interesting. The only in difference is that. they're getting an opening statement. Yes. That's everything. That's sort everything. of. They, but they get delivered incremental information throughout the trial. So the process you're talking about mimics it, as the, or the process we're talking about mimics that the best we could possibly mimic it, as opposed <laughs> to just saying, read the facts out loud, vote. Um, so, and it, and it gives us feedback on how and what they, what they ultimately might hear, what they should hear. But now that you've seen that side of it, you can <laughs> sort of appreciate that how much we have invested into that moment when you get the verdict because it's like we've been living it we've convinced the client we have to do this and pay extra money to do this focus group we've made these gut-wrenching hard decisions on what should be presented as evidence what shouldn't be presented as evidence knowing full well they don't teach you that bs in law school and no matter what happens whose fault is it huh. yeah the lawyer's fault yeah the lawyers my dad did this study he did a lot of work with prisons back in uh he was a law professor, but he used to work with the Bureau of Prisons and different things, and they did a lot of studies. They went around and questioned prisoners. I don't remember what the percentage was, but asked why they are there. My lawyer fucked me. Yeah. My lawyer fucked me. <laughs> now that I got caught? <laughs> never I committed this crime. Never yeah. I did this. Never I did that. The uh, So many responses were, my lawyer fucked me. And it's like, we're not doing it on purpose, right, people? It's like, no. yeah, it's a lot of, although there are bad lawyers, but. That's that's the pressure that's on it for us. So when there's that, you guys had that last week, that not guilty, it's like, <sighs> oh, it is. It's just so. Thank God. It's just oh, and it's like, and you know, it's the right, you know, it's the right decision. Yep. 
because you've lived the case. Oh, that case There's needed a, not guilty they, for sure. But another interesting point, right? It needed it. You're not saying that just as a drum-beating criminal defense no. believer. No. That no. guy that was guy not freaking not guilty. Yeah. Right. And yet he's being prosecuted. Yep. Yet he's being yep. prosecuted. So your initial votes when you said, all right, what would you see with the car? It's like this. everybody thinks this guy's guilty. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. But he's being prosecuted. And here's what else is interesting to me. And then I'll jump off my little happy wagon. You've been liking that soapbox. Kick, where's that anvil at? I'm going to get up on Jared's anvil. Yeah. But uh, there's this notion of uh, – I say I lost my train of thought now. I'm sorry I interrupted you. You blew it. Mm-hmm. You blew it. If you just went around the streets and had the same survey, all right, how many people believe that you can be wrongfully accused of a crime? Right, who here thinks that that can happen? I, I do. You do, right? I do. You absolutely do. Absolutely. Yep. I do. It yep. happens. Absolutely. It happens daily. Happens yeah. daily. All right. Now, how many – everybody believes it. Even Mr. Prosecutor believes it can happen. I've never had a case where they happen to think it was going on in that particular case they're working yeah. on. So if people can be wrongfully convicted, then how can it possibly be that it happens? How can it possibly be that they're getting prosecuted, right? I mean, because it, no, no way it's happening in the cases I'm working on. Yet it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's happening. So this is – you had a case like that. That – there is a belief on behalf of the government, because it's their job, not beating them up for it. It's their job. Belief on behalf of the government that your client was guilty, and we just happened to know that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Your client still has to walk out and walk through the same town, even though found not guilty. Yeah. Still going to have to see the person in the grocery store that is looking at them like, yeah, I think he did it. Scared yeah. on that one, didn't you, boy? Yeah, he yeah. got away with it. Do you remember years Tired ago we had a big case? Boys from up there in Columbus, uh, they came down here. Vaudeered on that too, yeah, Mister yeah. Mister Beard. Yeah, comes yep, down. He heard he heard a professional beard up there from Columbus. <laughs> see what I always say though off. is, I'm from I'm originally from Canton. I'm not talking about Ohio. Talking Canton, Illinois. How many? I was like, how many? What's, how big is this town? Anybody know? Canton is about ten, fifteen thousand people, and it's cornfields. I don't know if that does anything, but I sort of try to put myself in that. The, to, I think it did in yeah. the particular environment we were in. That was the hardworking yeah. blue collar people. Yeah. But do you remember down uh, down south? We had a case. It was a similar abuse case on a, on a child victim. Yeah. Um, and there was a plea resolution reached right before trial, and it was a very favorable plea. I think it was even maybe a misdemeanor, and we're talking about serious rape allegations. Do you remember that – we'll lay out – we won't talk about where it is, but do you remember the news went out after the plea and, like, interviewed people in the town? Yeah. And they heard what you heard, Jared. They heard the allegation alone. And, yeah. oh, it's ridiculous, disgusting, not enough time, not enough jail, should be in prison. It was I remember so watching that, that all the, just interviewing people coming out with their groceries. Did you hear so-and-so's case resolved with this? Just disgusting. Disgusting. You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy. It's, it's that have. perception. It's that, it's that media that we see today that they're not always accurate. In fact, they're probably inaccurate a lot of the times. You're not getting all the facts, and that's what you experience, and that's why those – you know those things that we do are so powerful, and they they fly us. right to it. They, yeah. they, any any tidbit, they want to be the first. And it's human scene. nature. I'd say the same thing. Well, I remember yeah. at, at the barbecue once. There's this gentleman that had a complaint. They were replacing his bridge. He didn't think it needed to be replaced. And then they were going to close down 62 for a while, one lane. And then 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 four months later, they're doing the pedestrian side. Why can't they do it? And he was had signs up, and the news came out. And I saw the news out there interviewing them. So I walked out to talk to him. Now, I think the bridge needed replaced. 
I, I don't really care that they don't do both bridges at the same time. But I created that because I was like, you know, it's really slowing down traffic, and I just got a fresh batch of gumbo made. <laughs> and and that was my whole bit. And I remember it because Lynn even said it. She was like, I didn't, when did you become a professional? She saw me on the news. Lynn that works here. She was oh, like, she, did? she was like, when did you become a professional on bridges? I saw you on the news. <laughs> I was like, I don't know nothing about bridges, but I did know God, free airtime for my restaurant. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that was like the time that uh, I got interviewed on the news. They were a high-speed chase. I forget if he robbed a bank or whatever he did. Ended up in our parking lot, and they were interviewing me. And I said, you know, I was just it was the day before Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, I was just out back here, and he pulled in all hot, almost as hot as my ribs that were just coming off the smoke <laughs> with some cheesy potatoes and coleslaw that I was going to go ahead and give to Aunt Millie. And then get you a full and, plate for nine ninety nine. Come and, on down. And today. As I watched those news clips, they just came to me and wanted somebody to talk. Yeah. And I was willing to go along with this guy's scheme that we shouldn't build this bridge sure. so I could get a free ad. Yeah. yeah. That's I, awesome. I, I, yes, replace the bridge. I, I didn't care. Yeah. But I made it out to be a big deal that is blocking my business is backed up. Right. And I got a fresh pot of gumbo on. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like And you this, can get there. Just go around you know, the other and, way. And, and that's just – so I – but exactly. They yeah. will go out and ask anybody walking down the street, huh. and they probably didn't even know anything about it. So before they stick the mic in their face, they're like, "This? Do you believe? Can you believe what yeah. happened at the courthouse?" Yeah, they don't want to say they just justice this, was served. This, isn't this great? This they child say, rapist look at just this. got out walking down yeah. the street. How does they that nothing about the case? Nothing about the facts? Nothing about the people involved? Nothing. And that's how they think. And and that, like, but that's not different than where, where we start our our focus group. Yeah. Right. And then when the news does no that to me, I was like, "What if he yep. didn't do it?" It's like you guys. You guys are. It's like, well, you know, what about all this? And I was like, what if he's not guilty? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what if he didn't do it? Like, yeah. what, then what? And then what? How do we handle yeah. that? And it's uh, it's it's telling, particularly in those child cases, like the one you're on a focus group. Man, there's a lot of false allegations in that stuff. A lot, a lot of complete manufactured garbage that gets prosecuted for the cause. And I, again, I'm not saying anything bad about prosecuting. I mean, I, we can go there some other day, but. If we don't do stuff like that, these people go to prison for the rest of their yeah. lives. The rest of their lives they go to prison, they're locked up, and what if they didn't do it? And that's the the news isn't asking that question after that case. Well, if we could, we've talked about, uh, I think last time you were wearing a shirt with an Indian on it that said, trust the government. To do, do what? We, do we, right? You well, can always we, trust we the can government. always trust the government that we don't need defense attorneys. They're telling you the right thing. Yeah. They wouldn't get it wrong. Yeah. Trust the government to He's do whatever here. is best interest for He's them. He's done right? it. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough of. Uh, well, I don't even know what this is. Jury talk. This is, this jury, is talk. jury talk. Yeah. Jury yeah. talk. Bill and Jeff congratulatory talk. So, uh, actually, I want to cover this again. So, there's this moment that we've been sort of nibbling around where I read an article one time, it was about 15, 10, 15 years ago, that some criminal defense lawyer had actually written his. I guess experience of this moment in, in a really powerful way, and he was just describing when the jury's coming out. Do you look at them? Do you not look at them? Some people look down. You try to look up over, you know, through the brim of your glasses, and you're trying to get some feedback, and you're doing all this stuff, and and, and all the while there's this adrenaline surge, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then depending on the judge and how it's read and what they do, it's like. They, there's this long intro about it. Foreman, have you reached a verdict? Yeah. We have. And then the bailiff goes and takes the little yep. piece of paper yeah, from there and they exactly deliver it. And, and this is, oh, this the still weird happens. thing is this. I felt like I knew. I didn't know, but I knew. Did you notice the judge's lips when he he looked at it first and then handed it to the bailiff? I didn't notice Did it. Did he mouth it? 
he didn't mouth it, but he had some he had some little, almost like a little ticker tell, like you would see in a poker game. Hmm. He was just like almost like a hmm. You know what I mean? So he walked away from it, didn't uh, and I thought I was like, oh, oh, there he's going. And, and I that, always thought the not guilty was coming, but then they stated they restated his name again. Mm. And so I was like, oh, all right, all right, all right. And I hear that, nah, nah, yeah, not, not guilty. guilty. It is just like this the adrenaline just and like, rush. You just had to. <sighs> yeah. So then you walk out of the courtroom, I would imagine, exhausted. 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 Clients crying. Yeah. Because, hugging, thanking yes. you. you know but the adrenaline's, so still, the adrenaline's still cooking, though. You're exhausted. I mean, we were up early. I mean, I was up I had trouble sleeping that night. Yeah, I we had hard. trouble sleeping yeah. before these things. And then my experience is... Adrenaline's rushed, right? And we drove and it's an hour away. So I'm driving home and it's like, fine, adrenaline's still going. It's still going. It's still going. About, you know, two hours later, as soon as you sit yeah. down, you're exhausted. Because, yeah. you know, all you've been doing for four days is just, just living the case. <laughs> That's yeah. why you're exhausted. Uh, I love it. I love it. But no, the adrenaline's great. But it's, Blood uh, sugar's all out of whack, right? Yeah, that's, right. It's and that's switch. the other problem is because I don't eat during trial. I can't do it. So I didn't eat breakfast. I yeah. drank water the entire time. I didn't eat lunch. And then, and then, if then it's you the just other go. Way, if, if you wouldn't have got the, uh, if you had got the, uh, yeah, then then I, w- I would imagine that you're exhausted, and now you're thinking more. Not are you now, exhausted, now are you, now but you, you got getting... to shake the hand of your client who is being put in handcuffs and right. now taken out the back of the courtroom. And whose fault is that? It's mine. Lawyers. Lawyer's fault. You yeah. bet. You bet. And Shouldn't that's have hired um, that fancy boy from Columbus. Yeah, that's right. Man, and maybe that's, you uh, cut that beard off. You, get, you, you, you start thinking about everything. I mean, just, then you just run the trial back in your head, and it's like, that, that where was, did I lose That's track? what I would imagine, to where at yeah. least you get the adrenaline yeah. and you get to come down. You, 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 you're probably going to press on now. Now you're not going to sleep that night either. No. Where you didn't sleep the day before, now you've got to continue on with it and try yeah. to be, what could have I done? How, how would this yeah. happened? Yeah. And you're only going to enjoy it for a little bit anyways when you win because the next day you're back at work with other clients. So. Well, this is – and this is what I've said. We won that case in Circleville last – last – was it a year ago? Over a little, a oh, yeah. a little yeah. over a year ago. Um, it was the same thing, right? It was this huge sort of adrenaline release mm. and crash. I was in tears. Everybody – I mean, it was it was a yeah. moment. It was about as spiritual as any moment I've ever experienced in this job. And uh, we come back and I was driving home just sort of contemplating this. I was like, you know what? This is fleeting. That's what I told you. Yeah. This yeah. is fleeting. Because I opened my email as I got to my car. I know. That's right. And I had 25 people I needed to call back and problems I needed to fix. It's like the old patent quote. <laughs> and Remember I still had a full calendar the next day. It's like, it's here like we go. Glory is fleeting. Yeah. So we have to come up with another way to appreciate it, both winning and losing. And it is the focus group that we put into it. It is the time we put into it. It is the process that we did. It was knowing full well that while we're going to second-guess ourselves, while we're going to be always questioning, well, could I have done this or could I have done that, we did everything humanly possible, at least that we could put into it, went into it, and you have to focus on the process, not the result. And when the result comes, it is that much better then, right? It's, it's a, then it's a bonus. But if you have to be able to walk away from those things saying, at least I did that focus group, at least I did this, at least I did this. I, I, everything that I had orchestrated and planned, I did. I took the curveballs as they came. And it went the wrong way, uh, so it, I, I can't change it. But that's what it is. So, anyway, fortunately, we haven't had to hear that in a while, right? We're on a string here, so yeah, you are. Knock, knock on, on wood, wood in a yeah. big way. Knock on wood. Next month will be another. It's uh, not luck, you know. It's 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 preparation. It is preparation, yeah. right? It's all yeah. preparation. Nobody's yeah. lucky. Yeah. It's proper preparation. You guys go down there and win that trial. Goes a different direction. Huh. you know, huh. it's like you can't. 
Maybe you win, maybe you lose, but yeah, you know, it's just yeah, how could yeah. you? How could you? How could you possibly? Like I said, when I took the bar exam, I said, you know what? If I flunk this, I'm never going to say of myself, you should have studied, jackass. Mm. So if I'm just yeah. too dumb to pass, so be it. But you're at least going to study. <clears throat> so. All right. All well, right. with that, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, talking juries. That's a little bit of a twist. We actually talked about something relevant to what we do. Mm-hmm. I think it's drunk driving is. Barbecue certainly is. Yes. Everybody has to eat. <laughs> All right. So, off the record, on the air, until now. <laughs>